It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is Joe Pugh for IFL TV. We are here at the Fabio Wardley David Adelaide press conference just 10 days out from Battle of the Baddest. Fury versus Ngano takes place in Saudi Arabia, joined by Gareth A. Davis. Sir, what did you make of that press conference? Well, I thought that Adelaide and Wardley were very well behaved, or Wardley and Adelaide, British and Commonwealth title on the line in Saudi next week. Um, big heavyweight battle. Obviously, they went at it at the press conference or the red carpet for Fury and Nagani, what was it, five, six weeks ago now. Um, and I was expecting a lot more animosity. There was a lot more from Adelaide today than there was from Wardley. He was very calm. I had sit-down interviews with both men. I th- they're both up for it, both saying that if they do their jobs properly, it's a KO. Um, they don't see it going the distance. I do see their hands going in this. Yeah. They both like to come forward and fight. I think Adelaide is a marginal favourite for me. Um, But Wardley's proven every time he's gone in there that he's up to the task. We could be looking at a trilogy if it's brilliant, in my view, because these guys may crisscross in the future, you know. Um, There's been a lot of great British, all British heavyweight fights in the past. Hay and Chisora, um, you know, Bruno and Lewis, all these fights you can go back through time and, and look at. Um, and I think it's just one of those. It's very exciting. The fact they had a melee at the press conference kind of has put a bit more fire under it. I'm sure it's put fire under them as well. Adelaide thinks he's got Wardley's number psychologically. But I think Wardley's coolness today um, really impressed me. Uh, I think Frank Warren's quite brave standing between them. Um, but looking forward to it. And I think it it will ignite the crowds and the atmosphere on this six heavyweight fight card next weekend before Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou walk to the ring. You mentioned about that six heavyweight extravaganza. As a co-main event to such a big fight, it doesn't really get much better than that, does it? Well, I, mean, I think they're both going to deliver. They've both got a lot on the line. Um, you can't see it going 12 rounds. They're not going to sit back and box each other, I suspect. Um, there's going to be a, you know, a lot of bad blood carried into there. I think they'll let their hands go. They're both bangers. They've both got big punches. 
They're both undefeated. Reminds me of George Groves and, and James DeGale meeting many, uh, 10 years ago, I think it was. Um, British and Commonwealth, I think it was then, it might have been European as well, at super middleweight, where they were both undefeated and we had a razor-tight boxing match between them that was brilliant. I just think it's all set up for them to potentially steal the card, but ignite the crowd um, and the event before, before the main walk, if you like, of Nagano trying to cause the biggest upset in heavyweight boxing history, in my view. Will it be the biggest I upset? So. Bigger I, than I, Buster Douglas? Yeah, I think so, because Nagano's coming to another sport. Obviously, he's a very tough combat um, exponent with a very with a very extraordinary story, with an ex- extremely unusual story, an incredible narrative, you know, out of Africa and into France and homeless and prison and MMA gym, but always wanted to be a boxing champion. It's a great moment for him. Speaking to Frank Warren about it earlier, and he's right, that all the pressure's on Tyson Fury in this fight. Everybody expects him to win. It's a 95-5 fight, but it's not an exhibition. It's a fight because Nagano will want to take his opportunity in this contest and shock the world, if you like, and look at what opens up for him. So he's just got to go out there and let his hands go, be rough, be aggressive, and, and draw Fury into one, you know? But I, I still think Fury will win in, in four or five rounds, in my view. Just on Tyson Fury, I know we both saw him on Saturday night. We'll come on to Saturday in a second. But what did you make of his physique? Because online, a lot of people said he looks like he's trimmed down a hell of a lot. Yeah, you can see it. When Tyson, I've been around him a lot, of course. When Tyson Fury's face is lean, he still has that little tyre, takes him to 19 stone. He's probably still 19 stone, but you can tell he's been working out. Um, you know, that, that he's got that, that kind of narrowness about his face, if you like. I mean, I think he's looked in pretty good shape for a long time. At the press conference, he looked a bit big around the middle um, and makes play of it, doesn't he? And I think he was trying to get in Nagano's head that, you know, he's not really training hard. But you can tell from his physique that he has been working hard. I spoke to um, Shane and Huey's his brothers. Um, I didn't have a chance to speak to John last week. I was kind of staying away from John uh, with his perspex punching. We all were. Uh, we, we all, all were. stayed a little bit away from John, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, Tyson looks in shape. He's got to be. He's got to take this seriously. He's got to beat Nganu. Because then that fight with Alexander Usyk that we all want to see as well, the undisputed heavyweight title, for the first time in 24 years, first time in the four-belt era, we all want to see that. He's got to come through unscathed for that to happen in December, if they're going to make it in December. And I, I hear there's an appetite to do that. And if they make it in January, or even at the end of the Riyadh season, we're all going to be excited by it, excited by the build-up, excited by the fact that it is going to take place. I know there's a lot of ifs and buts, but... If Tyson Fury does come out unscathed, no cuts, his hands are fine. Gut feeling, do you think the undisputed fight does happen on the 23rd of December? Well, my gut feeling is it won't, but, but I'm being told behind the scenes, my sources tell me that there's a genuine appetite to make that happen. Frank Warren saying to me today, listen, we're in the old MI5 building today. It's a secret. I didn't know that. Oh, is this the MI5 building? This is the old MI5 building, yes. Yeah, yeah, look around you. It's a beautiful building. There's a lot of hidden secret. You look behind the bookcases there. There's lots of contraptions. And you're being watched right now, Joe Pugh. 
you're being watched, yeah? So every little thing that you do wrong right now is being watched. And we know what you're like. You like to bend the rules, yeah? Do I? Yeah, you've always bent the rules, yeah? But we're going to put you on the straight and narrow. Yeah. I don't really know what you mean by that, Gareth. Oh, yeah, so you're whiter than white, yeah? You've never done anything wrong. Everyone's done certain things well, wrong. There you go. You're admitting to it now. <laughs> you, are you are you undercover right now for the MI5? Is I this, can't a, be is this an interrogation? I mean, this is, no, it's this is just a gentle, a gentle tickling, basically, <laughs> for you. If you were under interrogation, it'd be a lot more serious. No, of course, of course I'm not undercover. Of course, of course I'm not undercover. I'm doing a, an interview with you. Just no, just saying that this is an extraordinary building. An amazing historical building, just down from the war rooms, of course. Um, we're in we're in Whitehall, the seat of government, um, and uh, you know, as Frank said, it's a secret whether um, that fight is going to happen on December the 23rd, and we'll find out after Fury and Nagano face off next Saturday night in Riyadh to open the Riyadh season. We'll talk about Saturday night, Gareth. You want more? You want more? Have you not had enough? Do you want me to roast you a bit more? Uh, no, I'd, I'd rather talk about KSI versus Tommy Fury. Way over there in the background. You can roast me all you like, mate. Okay. To be fair. No. <laughs> I'm playing with you. I'm just playing. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, KSI versus Tommy Fury. I know you was there. You was live on broadcast. What did you make of first of all the event as a whole, mm. and then the main event as a fight? Well, the event felt enormous. I mean, you know, and. Apart from being involved in the build-up and doing interviews and doing bits and pieces every day for Talk Sports, the broadcast itself did enormous numbers. Um, and it's, it's one of those peculiar... It felt like a very big event. It felt like a big Vegas event to me. Because if you put together the subscribers from all the people on the card, it's over 200 million subscribers. So it's very, very big. There's a big reach to it all. The numbers are just weirdly ast astronomical. Um, I was going to say weird, but it is weird, because it, it's a weird event, because it feels like a big boxing event. Yes, it felt very WWE in the build-up as well, until the bell actually rings, and you don't really get... We had a couple of good fights um, on the card. Um, Walid Sharks and Dean the Great, Dean the Great was, was a really good fight. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the tag team boxing as well. Yeah, so did I, that was good. Which was quite a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, Dylan Dennis... I didn't like that fight with Logan Paul. Um, it was pretty obvious it was going to be a melee afterwards. I thought security did a really good job of quelling it. And then, you know, KSI, I thought, showed a big set of cojones on him. Um, yes, I don't have people, I don't buy people um, kind of criticising that, that bouncing style he had. Good on him. He had, a great, he had a great fight against Tommy Fury, in my view using Michael Venom Page's style. Venom Page trains in that shoot fighter's gym. Obviously, Venom Page is a former freestyle kickboxer and um, mixed martial artist, um, current martial artist. Um, and that's what they picked up that style from. And it really worked for him, definitely for two rounds, because I had him winning the first and the second 10-8. And then after that, I thought Tommy just edged the rounds, just. Do um, you think it was close? Oh, it's very close. Yeah. No, it's very close. I, I agreed with the 57-56. In fact, if you go back and look at the cards, um, 
I think one of the cards, when you look at the official card, as I saw it afterwards, I think it was a unanimous in the end. Yeah, it's, it's, been, think, it's been changed. Yeah, it was majority, it was, but yeah, then it but, went to unanimous. But, but credit, credit to KSI, his stock rose. It's not real boxing, this. Yeah. We have to be, you know, kind of clear about that. Draw a line in the sand. And as I said, it feels like big event boxing until the bell rings, really. And, and you know, I'd rather be there and making comments about it and talking about drug testing and it being licensed by Boxing Water Control and what pro boxing can learn from it, what pro boxers can learn from it. There were a lot of big names there on the night, yeah. weren't there? From the world, the mainstream world of rappers and YouTubers and, and entertainment artists, singers, um, to people in the, in, the, in the boxing industry as well. Chris Eubank, Derek Chisora... Um, you know, the Fury clan, um, you know, there were, there were a lot of... No Eddie Hearn was there with his daughter. In fact, I had to hand Dad back at one point because she gave me the sideways look like, you've interviewed him for long enough, I want my dad back. Um, but, but it's a very young generation who are watching it. I, I saw a, one fight in the crowd, but they're very well behaved and the arena was full all night. Where do you think... Tommy Fury should go now? Should he stay in that space or should he revert back to your traditional boxing? No, you can't. He's in that space. You're not going to earn a few million for a fight like that where there is jeopardy on him. There's no question about it. He's still a novice. He's still learning. You can see the relief every time. He's very emotional. He's a young father. He's in love with Molly May. You know, he's got a beautiful Bambi and, you know, he's got to make a living and... You know, he'll stay in that space. He, it, it makes absolutely no point going to the, you know, um, fighting the number nine in, in the UK or in Europe at light heavy or cruiser. Um, no, I, I think he, he's, he's, in that, he's in that super earning highway now along there. I mean, why would he do it any, any differently? Who do you make favourite if a fight were, happen, were to happen between Tommy Fury and Conor McGregor? Because that's who he called out after. There's a big size discrepancy. Um, Conor's filled out a lot, though, in recent times. Yeah, I, I mean, I, mean I, I think I'd give Conor McGregor a really good chance in that fight. Yeah. Um, it's a good fight. He did call him out. I think it was a yeah. big... Again, that might be the way he goes. I could see a KSI rematch as well. Um, it was close enough to have a rematch. Jake Paul rematch as well? Yeah, a Jake Paul. Uh, that's the fights he'll have now. And, you know, I don't think that route... He may have one of those fights for a British or European title down the line, but I just see him in, in that space now. It didn't exist five years ago, four years ago. So it's just something very new. And, you know, he's the right person at the right time, maybe in the wrong place for what would a Fury would traditional do, traditionally do, but you can't blame him for doing it. Last one. I asked you last week yeah. who you would fight if you were to be a misfits. You said, come back to me on that one. Have you thought of any names yet? No, I said no. Don't you start trying to get me in the ring. I'm an old man. Yeah. Simon Jordan? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to hurt Simon. What happens if you had a fight oh, with Simon I'd Jordan? I'd hurt him. <laughs> I'd hurt him and call a cab and get out of there really quickly. <laughs> But I'm not fighting Simon John. I'm not fighting anybody. 20 years, 20, 30 years ago, I'd have taken you in there and given you a good whipping. I think you could still take me now, no, to be no, honest. No, I'm only joking. Um, I, I don't, that's, I'm not in, I'm, I would never do it. You know, I wouldn't even shave my hair off. 
for for a, a misfits charity thing. You, you don't know need to I'm shave your hair off to fight, complex. Gareth. No, but I'm, I know. No, but what I'm saying is, I sometimes get asked that. I I don't. I don't. I'm too old to get involved in that now, um, and I don't have any appetite for it. And I need to comment on it and observe it from afar rather than get involved in it. As much as everyone would like you to, though. But uh, Gareth, oh, me and Boris Johnson then. I did challenge him to a cage fight once, many years ago, when he was mayor of London, and he did accept. Had a fight at 217 pounds. When do we do the fisticuffs? And um, I did speak to his um, aide at the time, Guta Harry, and that where there was talk about doing a cage fight with me and Boris, but I'd have just given him the, and I'd have just bloodied up the future prime minister. And I thought, nah, I'm not doing that. Gareth Ray Davis, thank you very much for speaking to IFL TV. Thanks, mate. Always a pleasure, Pew. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.